Welcome to We All Need Each Other, the podcast from Transformation Ministry. Hey, Michael, thank you so much for coming back uh, on with us. I'm, I'm so thankful that you're here, that we get to have this conversation. Um, uh, let's just start right away by you explaining, uh, introducing yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Uh, how do you know about transformation? All those good things. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm Michael Boffman, and I live in Mishawaka, so not too far from transformation. And um, been married for about four and a half years to Laura. And yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so recently I graduated with my master's in spiritual formation, and I'm working on a certificate in spiritual direction, um, which is what we're talking about today. So yeah, I'm excited to get into that. And yeah, so I've been a part of transformation. I think this is my, I was trying to remember, I, I think it's my sixth year mm-hmm. um, as a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've known about it since, I think since the beginning, I was a Bethel student when Corey started everything. And yeah, it's been a great experience being a mentor and I, I've loved it so much. Um, yeah, and so more about me, I guess. Um, yeah, I, right now I'm working at an autism center. So I work with children with autism. Um, we have kids from two to, I guess until they're teenagers really. Most mm-hmm. of the kids in our center are under 10. and So I just provide one-on-one therapy with them. And I've been there for about, about four and a half years as well. So <laughs> I think wow. I've been doing that job since I got married. Okay. Um, and I've, yeah, I've learned so much from that job. It's been, it's been great. And um, yeah, I'm also in a band that uh, Aaron Charles is our manager, who's <laughs> unfortunately not with us because of COVID, but uh, he's been doing a great job and that's been really fun. We've had a lot of shows um, this fall and we have an album coming out soon, which is exciting. And <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. It's, it's been, it's a fun uh, side kind of hobby for me. And um, yeah, I also, I also love spending a lot of time in nature and going on hikes and yeah, Laura and I love doing that, just going to new places and exploring and mm-hmm. um, wherever we can do that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a little bit, a little bit about me. Before before we go any further, what's the name of your band? We're called Joe Boffman and the Righteous Few. So okay. <laughs> that's my brother's name. And then <laughs> the Righteous Few. So I'm one yeah. of the Righteous Few. You're I one guess. of the Righteous Few. That's yeah. good. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely put a link to, to the band uh, in the show notes. And hopefully people will keep an eye on you guys and buy the album when it comes out or, or make it to a show. Yeah. I'd love awesome. to get to a show one of these days. That'd be fun. That'd be great. Um, so the topic of today's discussion is going to be, we're going to focus in on, on your most recent education, uh, spiritual formation and spiritual direction. What is spiritual, spiritual direction and what got you interested in it? So I just had to change locations really quick, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel a little out of breath. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to think. Yeah, my introduction to spiritual direction kind of came through my um, interest and passion uh, with spiritual formation, which started kind of early on when I was at Bethel, um, actually about 10 years ago, just through some different people I met there. Um, my mentor, Christian Mihu, and then another mentor, Courtney Richards, I met when I was at Bethel and they're kind of just had, yeah, kind of 
introduced me to spiritual formation and what that looks like, spiritual disciplines. And so I was really interested after I graduated, um, just kind of exploring that. And that led me to some writers like Thomas Merton and Henry Nouwen, um, who talk a lot about spiritual direction. And um, Thomas Merton was a spiritual director. And yeah, so I, I was just curious about that. And then yeah, COVID kind of came and I had already been thinking about my master's and yeah, I kind of, I discovered George Fox, Portland Seminary, and they had a, like a formation and direction, like, um, like a program that you could do. And I was just, it was kind of like the spiritual direction part was kind of like, if you're curious in this, you can just do some electives and explore it. So as I kind of got to know it, I just became really excited about the idea of, yeah, providing space for somebody to let's yeah that has questions or just wants to dive deeper into their faith and I think that's something I've um, been passionate about for a while um, in my different experiences working at Prairie Camp and um, Lifeline and Elkhart I've I've always enjoyed kind of walking alongside not just the kids that we're working with but also the um, the volunteers and the counselors so mm -hmm. I think there's some of that interest um, that kind of moved me into that space as well. That really got me excited. And yeah, it's like just kind of a new way to meet, meet with individuals and talk mm -hmm. about their faith. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm not as familiar with spiritual direction. I'm more familiar with things like mentoring, uh, you know, maybe like a pastor would do counseling with, uh, with somebody in their church. So can you kind of compare and contrast those different things that other people might be more familiar with? Yeah. Um, yeah, so when I think about mentoring, um, yeah, it's like, I think of it more of like, a, I'm trying to think the best way to describe it. I guess in direction, there's more confidentiality, more boundaries. Um, it's kind of set like meeting once a month. Um, and like I mentioned before, I don't, it's not necessarily a space for me to give it like advice and things like that. It's more question-based and trying to kind of listen, um, listen to those things. Whereas mentoring I see is kind of like a journey through everyday life with somebody. So inviting somebody into like having a meal with them, going shopping with them. Um, like at ISI going and I like to go and watch my mentee play basketball or mm -hmm. um, yeah, just kind of participating in those things, but also walking with them and helping them through um, whatever stage of life they're in. And I think there's, there's a place for both of those things for sure. Um, and then with like pastoral counseling, I think it's a little different too. just just the role of a pastor, um, which I, again, I think this is also important for people to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like you're meeting with your pastor and which is great. Um, but sometimes you might have frustrations with your church or with the Bible or with God, and that might not feel as safe um, to talk to your pastor about that. You might want a space that's removed and sometimes you can be very far removed. You can meet with people on zoom and yeah. <laughs> meet with somebody that knows nothing about your context. And just mm -hmm. that's, that's a very open and free space to, to talk about anything. Um, yeah. And I think a big difference um, between yeah counseling, pastoral counseling and spiritual direction. Um, yeah. So I think those are some of the, the biggest things. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think 
there's room for all of those things in a person's mm-hmm. life. I know it can be hard. People have busy schedules, but mm-hmm. I think the more community and people you can invite into your life, that I think the better and it helps mm-hmm. with growth and transformation. And yeah. And I, I, I would say like for me as a director, I, it's a lot, it means a lot to me as well. It's like mm-hmm. <laughs> every person I meet with provides me with something that helps me to grow because mm-hmm. God is in that space. So yeah. Yeah. Can you kind of describe what a typical uh, session with a spiritual director would be like? Yeah. Yeah. So it really depends from person to person, but yeah, typically it's, yeah, once a month just for an hour. Um, And yeah, we try to, I try to keep the, most directors will try to keep it pretty strict to an hour just for boundaries. Um, Yeah. And it's, it's really just, yeah, dependent on the person. So some people like to start, with some silence or prayer and um yeah to kind of get focused in that way some people like come prepared with things they want to talk about other people come with nothing and they just mm-hmm. maybe that, maybe in the silence something comes up for them or some people just need to talk through so <laughs> um someone might just talk for 20 minutes and then they get to the place where they're like oh this is kind of what's mm-hmm. going on um and in that space, a lot of it, like I said, it's, I try to listen as much as I can and ask questions that will help the person dive deeper into their own experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard sometimes because things will come up for me, just like in any conversation, it's easy to like find the things you relate to um, or jump to assumptions about mm-hmm. what the person might be going through. And so for me, on my end, I try to um, we do a thing in spiritual direction called bracketing. So I try to <laughs> kind of bracket it in my head and set it to the side to kind of explore later. Um, mm-hmm. I meet with the supervisor as well. So in my supervision, those are the things that I explore. Why was this coming up for me when they mentioned mm-hmm. it? Um, uh, so yeah, so in a session, it's really, it's really all about trying to notice God, where God is at in that mm-hmm. person's journey. And for me not to assume or try to tell them where God is at, but hopefully trusting that the spirit will reveal that to them. And yeah, so sometimes there's a lot of silence, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I think Mm -hmm. it's great. Other times there's a lot of talking and lots of questions and, and we usually end with, yeah, with prayer or just kind of noticing like what was going on in this hour where can I go from here? So that's mm-hmm. like a typical um, session. But like I said, it looks very different from person to person, which is just pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd like to hear more about the, you talked about the bracketing and how you have to be constantly aware of your own <laughs> things that are going on inside of you and all, yeah. and still try to maintain the focus on what's going on with the person you're meeting with. So, so just talk to me a little bit more about what, what you've learned and how you approach that. Yeah. So I think it's a, it's a beautiful skill, not just in direction, but just in life in general, when you're trying to meet with someone and listen to them. Um, I think it really helps us to listen well. Um, I think, yeah, it's easy for us to kind of jump to the things we're familiar with or to maybe something's triggering for us and we want to, share our position and try to prevent like or change somebody's 
<laughs> um, but that's not always actually very helpful. And yeah, being able to put those things to the side and maybe explore them with a friend later or um, like for me in direction, a yeah, supervisor or my own spiritual director. Um, if you're just having a conversation with somebody, maybe eventually a time will come where you can kind of share where you're at. Um, but I was thinking even this morning, just I was thinking how little or just trying to think how often um, we respond to somebody with either some space, like some silence or a question, <laughs> um, especially if we don't agree with them. Mm. And yeah, I heard or I was reading something the other day and it was just saying like, listening to somebody doesn't mean you agree with them. Um, but it's, it's very, I don't know. It helps us to see the belovedness of, in them and that God is in them and treat mm -hmm. them as a fellow human rather than <laughs> mm -hmm. um, kind of dehuman. It's dehumanizing to not feel heard. Um, and yeah, I think the bracketing can help. Obviously none of us is perfect. So those things kind of come out, even for me in direction. Sometimes I'll notice like after that, oh, I was kind of, my even my questions were kind of leading because mm -hmm. I was curious <laughs> about something personally. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think it's really important for listening well for anybody, even yeah, as like as a mentor too. Um, I think those questions can be good too. And maybe starting with a question, um, or some silence, which can be really awkward, but um, sometimes it just happens because I don't know, you don't know where to go, but mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing. And yeah, I think it, it helps for the other person to feel loved and seen and heard mm -hmm. um, rather than feeling like we're just trying to fix them or change them or something <laughs> as quickly yeah. as we can. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like that's a, for a lot of us, me included, that's kind of a, a skill that I haven't worked much on uh in a conversation really really placing a high value on what the other person's saying and and practicing that by listening and not not listening to respond but listening to understand uh yeah. and and stay curious in the conversation because yeah. so often we want to jump to like oh you think that well i think this even if it's not a disagreement you know even we just want to make it a, go a good conversation and get our side out there and or our thoughts out there but but when you when you've been in conversations where someone is just listening intently and asking you tons of questions and very curious it it feels you feel so valued by that so that's a man that's a great thing for all of us to keep in mind next time we have a, yeah. a chance just try to really focus on the on the person in front of you and and, and where they're at and explore just keep keep digging yeah. deeper into where they're at so that's really good yeah, it, it takes practice and mm -hmm. repetition like anything um listening yeah i think i mean i'm definitely i've been doing direction for just about a year and i'm definitely nowhere close to being i don't know that you can be an expert in direction but <laughs> <laughs> like it's something we're always going to be growing in and mm -hmm. to pay, just to pay attention to and i would even challenge people to yeah try it out just try to even if you're talking to a spouse or a really close friend um when they share something instead of jumping in with a comment just try to ask a question to dive deeper into that experience mm -hmm. do what they're feeling or what they noticed about something that happened or yeah. 
it's it's a beautiful thing and it's incredible even like talking with laura sometimes like if i'm able to be more present and do that it's amazing um the things you learn about people that you think you know really well <laughs> when you're not assuming things all the time yeah. or yeah yeah base yeah that's good advice um okay so for someone who might hear about spiritual direction or even have has listened up to this point and maybe they're thinking oh, i don't think i really need that like it all sounds kind of like kind of mysterious kind of like whatever like it's not something i'm used to i haven't you know i haven't tried that before uh what would you say to someone who's like skeptical yeah i think i would i would challenge them just to try it um to sit down with the director and most directors will do like an introductory session where you can kind of just get to know them, their heart, where they're at, um, learn more about what direction is for them. And so I would, I would say that first. Um, I think that's a great place to start. If you like to read, there's lots of resources um, out there to, to learn more about it. Um, but yeah, I would say just kind of I don't know, kind of experiencing it for yourself. Sometimes it's, we hear a lot of things <laughs> yeah. and we get ideas in our head about mm -hmm. what something is like. And um, it can, yeah, something like spiritual formation or spiritual direction can feel kind of scary or um, yeah, maybe not even Christian to some people. And I would just challenge people to sit down with somebody and talk about it. Um, even without the expectation of actually starting it, but maybe just having a conversation. Mm -hmm. who, who's a typical, I think I know the, I think I know how you're going to answer this, but who, who's a typical person who might benefit from spiritual direction? <laughs> honestly, I would say anybody can. Um, honestly, yeah, anybody, even if they're the person's not necessarily a Christian. Um, if they're curious about God or even if they don't like the word God, just maybe the divine or something like that. Um, if they're genuine, genuinely curious, I think it's a space to come. And um, yeah, people that maybe have some church hurt or maybe everything like they love church and everything's going great. It's still a good space to, to sit and explore. And, mm -hmm. and I think in everyone's life is filled with, like great things and, and challenges and mm -hmm. suffering. And um, I just, I mean, I'm only 30, but the older that I get, <laughs> the more I just kind of notice like how inevitable suffering and loss and grief are. Mm -hmm. And it's not good to go through those things on your own. The more people you can invite in to that journey, the better, I think. Um, mm -hmm. And ultimately, yeah, we're inviting, hopefully in each of those spaces, you're inviting God as well to walk with you and journey with you. Um, so, yeah, I would say it's really for, for anybody. Um, I would say maybe <laughs> the only person, which, I mean, I wouldn't turn them away, but it's not a place to come and debate and try to change some, like change my mind mm -hmm. or something like that. Like, I, I don't, yeah, the focus shouldn't, I don't want it to be on me or Mm -hmm. what it is i would i would hope it'd be someone would come that's curious basically and yeah. desiring some sort of deeper relationship or renewal too mm -hmm. so what i'm hearing is um in the way i'm the way i'm processing this is it to me it sounds like m potentially meeting with the spiritual director 
is a is a tool that would help me uh, grow in my spiritual maturity and my discipleship. It's just another an, another avenue to explore um, understanding who God is, what God's doing in my life, um, how to live out my faith, all those things. Um, and so and so in my mind that that yeah that's that's for everybody. That's for anybody who wants to, especially people who are are seeking to to live out their faith fully and grow in their discipleship. I think it's it's a great option. If someone wants to get started on this, how how would they get started? Yeah, so you can just search <laughs> spiritual directors. There's an organization called Spiritual Directors International. Um, where you can find lists of people. Um, sometimes it's hard. I, not everyone's on there. Um, I mean, I'm open to meeting with people as well. And there's a few other people I know of in the area. Um, if someone's interested in meeting in person, I also have, I know of other organizations and people that um, if somebody's interested in meeting with someone outside of the community, mm-hmm. um, there's there's that too and i'm sure the other directors in the area have resources like that as well um i know there's a few in goshen and i'm not sure about i think there might be one other guy that i know of in south Bend. there's probably a lot more it's just (laughs) not everyone is some people kind of do it just by word of mouth which is kind of what where i'm at right now others Mm -hmm. yeah have a broader like a website and things like that and Mm -hmm. i'm sure if you search it you can you can find <laughs> you can find people and yeah like i said you can meet with people anywhere in the world really um mm-hmm. and yeah it's which is great it's i yeah so i meet with the director <laughs> and we just meet on we've been meeting on zoom for almost mm-hmm. i think almost three years now and it's wow. been for me it's been an incredible space uh on my journey to have somebody that doesn't really know my community my context and yeah it just feels very open and just a very open and loving space for me to to process things yeah so we'll put some links on the show notes um but also i i would i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out there and you can say no if it's a no but (laughs) would you be open to if someone just is like curious about this and wants to maybe explore it would you be open to them contacting you and then you kind of help them uh you know figure out is this someone that you want to meet with or connect them with someone else is that would you be open to that Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I would love to, if someone's curious, just to grab coffee or even just meeting on Zoom with somebody, if that Mm -hmm. feels more comfortable, I'd I'd be happy to just kind of process things with people and yeah, see where they want to go from there. Okay. All right. So we'll make sure we have Michael's contact information as well. So uh, Aaron's not here, like you said, (laughs) but we have to, I can't get out of here without asking the, the question that Aaron loves to ask everybody. What is fascinating you right now in your life? It could be a big thing, small thing. Just, it's, it's really open-ended. What's fascinating you right now? Yeah. So I think for me right now, I've been really fascinated and kind of challenged by kind of the, the idea of just slowing down and being more present. <laughs> um, I love fall and the changing colors, and I find myself more motivated to get outside and kind of take in the last last bit of sunlight before the days get really short and take in all the colors before before all the leaves fall down and yeah I've just been really challenged for that space and in my reading and schooling and things like that um I just feel really I I kind of believe that yeah that space that open empty space 
is a great space to meet God, whether we hear from God or not. I think there's beauty in kind of just walking with, with God in silence. And that really, I don't know, it really creates some open space for us to learn a lot about ourselves and it can be really uncomfortable and <laughs> painful even. Um, but I think it's worth the, the journey and yeah, I actually brought this time. I, I figured I would bring a couple of quotes from books that I love. Nice. Yeah. Um, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I find are really helpful with this idea of, of presence and yeah, I've just been finding that connect really well with, what I desire for my own direction and faith walk and what I hope to help other people enter into. And so for the first one, it comes from a book called the pilgrim at Tinker Creek. This is probably one of my favorite books that by Andy Dillard. And I read it every couple of years, hmm. um, but there's a line in here that I find myself constantly returning to. And she writes, Experiencing the present purely is being emptied and hollow. You catch grace as a man fills his cup under a waterfall. And so I just love that picture of when you're actually in the present moment, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, you're, you're not full of distractions and what's next or what you've done, but you're present to God. And then in that moment, you receive grace, like a mm-hmm. person, I don't know. If you just picture like any waterfall and trying to fill like a little glass under that, how insane that would be, (laughs) how the water would just be overflowing at an immense rate. I just think it's such a beautiful picture of what being present um, can really do for a person. And yeah, if I have time, I'll share one more from Mm -hmm. Henry Nouwen, who's probably my other favorite writer. he kind of sums up, I feel like this idea of presence and creating that empty space um, and kind of my goal as a director and what I hope to provide for other people and what I hope that other people hope to provide for the people they see in their lives um, as well. So he, yeah, he writes, this is, he's talking about hospitality specifically, but um, which I think is something that we experience in everyday life, whether we're just meeting a stranger on the street or at the grocery Mm -hmm. store, having dinner with our family. So he writes, hospitality therefore means primarily the creation of a free space where the stranger can enter and become a friend instead of an enemy. Hospitality is not to change people, but to offer them space where change can take place. Mm -hmm. It is not to bring men and women over to our side, but to offer freedom not disturbed by dividing lines. It is not to lead our neighbor into a corner where there are no alternatives left, but to open a wide spectrum of options for choice and commitment. It is not an educated intimidation with good books, good stories, and good works, but the liberation of fearful hearts so that words can find roots and bear ample fruit. It is not a method of making our God in our way into the criteria of happiness, but the opening of an opportunity to others to find their God in their way. The paradox of hospitality is that it wants to create emptiness, not a fearful emptiness, but a friendly emptiness where strangers can enter and discover themselves as created free, free to sing their own songs, speak their own languages, dance their own dances, free also to leave and follow their own vocations. Hospitality is not a subtle invitation to adopt the lifestyle of the host, but the gift of a chance for the guest to find his own. 
And I think that quote, I know it's long. <laughs> There's, but I could just read the whole book, but um, it's called Reaching Out. It's mm-hmm. yeah, one of my favorites by him. But yeah, just that idea. It's so easy for us to, I don't know. We want to change people. We want people to agree with us and to be on our side. And we, we have our passions and, and rightfully so too. Um, but there's so much beauty in creating that empty space, listening, mm-hmm. um, allowing someone to express themselves how they need to express themselves, <laughs> mm. to speak freely in their language. Um, there's just so much beauty in that idea. And I, yeah, I think I've been very challenged by that lately. Um, as yeah, it, life is hard and we have people we disagree with and we feel frustrated by and <laughs> spaces where we're frustrated, but it's like, I really want to be a person of, of love and, and peace. And I, yeah, I hope that I can do that and kind of, I don't know. I feel like our world and culture is very divisive right now and just seeking ways of how can we combat this, especially as Christians, I feel like Christians are just constantly going after each other. And mm. I don't know. I know that's a lot, but <laughs> it's been on my, in, on my heart and in my head yeah. a lot. So something I've been trying to process. And yeah. I really, I love, I mean, just the name of this podcast, I think is so beautiful mm. that we all need each other. We all have something to offer. We're all created in God's image. We're all mm. beloved. Mm-hmm. What can we learn from each other? How can we work together to love the people of the world? So yeah yeah i love i love that the name of the i've used that in papers for school honestly <laughs> i should probably tag you guys there uh, <laughs> put you guys in there, but <laughs> royalty someday when you write a book and yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> no michael that's a really good it's a really good thought uh i appreciate you taking the time to share that um i, I think it is an important thing especially where we're at right now in the world and in our culture and in the church um I think that you're, you've given us a lot to think about, a lot to put into practice, uh, whether it's just being better listeners, um, seeing our need for other people to help us in uh, many ways, um, the possibility that someone else can help us grow spiritually. Um, those are all such good things to be thinking about and considering whether that's something that we want to apply to our own lives. So I appreciate your time today. Uh, appreciate yeah. all the resources that you laid out there. Um, yeah. And I hope that some people will take you up on your offer to, um, to go down this road of, of spiritual direction with them, whether it's with you personally or someone else that you know of. So thanks for your time today, Michael. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much, Dan.